Report in. Red 10 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. You're listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This is it. He laser clickers. Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. And today, we're excited to welcome back to the show, Bethany. Bethany, welcome back. Thank you. I am so excited to be here right now, and I'm so excited to talk about this episode. Yeah, excited to have you back. I feel like we say this to like everyone lately, but it's been so long, so we're excited to have you back on the show, especially to talk about this big episode. There is some big stuff <laughs> we'll get into it but uh i i never thought oh, i'd yeah. see some of these things on screen let alone all of them at once so mm-hmm. absolutely uh, so we'll, we'll get into it um tom why don't you tell us what we're gonna be talking about tonight well we're gonna be talking about the book of boba fett chapter six from the desert comes a stranger directed by dave filoni and written by john favreau and dave filoni And in this episode, mysteries are explored and Boba Fett learns new information. I will will say this. Now, yeah, I know. I know. That's funny. But I will say this. You could so tell this was a Dave Filoni episode. Just just from the opening sequence, you knew this was a Dave Filoni episode. Oh, yeah. I I do think it's funny, though, Stephen, you were alluding to this. Uh, they're like, Boba Fett learns new information. Boba Fett was in the episode for like all of a minute <laughs> again. And he hey, didn't say I was a really word. happy. I was very happy with our Boba Fett cameo. I mean, how cool is it that we got to see Boba Fett in the background? <laughs> I was going to say Boba Fett where? Oh, that's right. Background. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I, I guess. Before I mean, you... we, we get him like we got him in the OT, you know, right, like exactly. yeah. strong, appropriate. Silent background character. <laughs> yes. You know, look, this character looks really cool. I would love to see them explore maybe like a, a movie or like a TV show someday. Like, I know we don't like he's just a background character, but. Oh, yeah. So, we, there's so many funny jokes. But I mean, this was a, a great episode. And. Actually, I guess before we get into it, because we haven't had you on yet to talk about the series, Bethany, what, what are your thoughts on the show so far? Excited to to hear what, what you think. Um, Overall, I've, I've been really excited to watch it. Um, I expected its fair share of like the whole side quest type thing, hmm. uh, which I know I think people who are newer to watching Star Wars TV shows are a little like, wait, like, why aren't we just jumping straight mm-hmm. to Boba Fett being boss of everything Tatooine? Um but I, for the most part, have really liked the side quests that we've had, and I absolutely love the Mandalorian show, so I'm personally thrilled that we've seen as much of him as we have. Um, I think digesting in the Sarlacc pit is something that would really change someone, mm-hmm. so I've I've seen some of the changes in... Boba as being very as not really him being naive and too nice, but him actually having a way more strategic uh, viewpoint on things as opposed to a simple bounty hunter collecting money from the highest bidders type thing. So I've I've been really intrigued by his growth as a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. And I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they do 
next week in the season slash baby series finale. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a big question mark right now. I would not be surprised if we get some kind of tag at the end. Yeah, they've hinted that there might be a second season, but I was kind of the, under the impression this was a limited series. So I, I guess I don't know. We'll we'll see. Although yeah. in many ways it's kind of just the Mandalorian season two point five anyway. So yeah, he'll get another season regardless. It, it the really only is. question is: was it, is it Book of Boba Fett branded or is it like Mandalorian branded or something else? But I want to throw this out there. Wouldn't it be cool to get a series with uh, Cobb Vanth? I mean, what a way to start I, this episode is with him. I love bringing him back. Like, he was fantastic in season two of Mandalorian, and he does just as amazing of a job here. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'd almost argue I liked him even more in this episode. It was, he was like the quintessential, you know, sheriff in the, in the old West Town and... Uh, you know, just like seeing him deal with the pikes and we don't really know why the pikes are there, but he was like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to let you go. But uh, mm-hmm. they know. were making some deals. You know? exactly. yeah. They got, yeah. they got yeah. some spice to move. Yeah. yeah. And, and, oh. and his nonchalant of, you know what? You guys are new here. We're going to let this go. But just, just, I love how, you know, he just acts because he just has to do subtle things and you know, he means business mm. just by subtle, subtle, you know, word, how he says a word, how he does a look, how he does this. Just T- Timothy Orphan is just amazing as this character. We've talked about how great the side characters are in the Mandalorian in particular. And yeah, this just is uh, one of the, I think the last two episodes have just reminded us how good they are. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Yep. And I'll say, I, I love the character detail of, uh, that is spice he's getting at the end, right? That the Yes. And I just, the shot of him, like, just knocking it over and letting it, you know, blow away into the Tatooine dust does a fantastic job of establishing what type of character Cobb Vanth is. Yeah. Um, just a really oh, yeah. nice visual touch. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Was anyone else thinking of Dune as well? Just like, because yes. that recently came out? <laughs> I've not seen it, so no, sorry. <laughs> I've not seen Dune. Yeah. So I'll say you should, but that's probably not the point of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, I'll put it on my list along with everything else that I'm supposed to be watching. Yeah. I, I have one of those lists, so I feel for yeah. you. But it, it was just kind of funny because uh, in this case, it, it shows that like there's this whole ecosystem in this episode that it keeps showing how much runs on spice which is similar Mm -hmm. to dune hence bringing Mm -hmm. it up but how there's also an an antithesis to that in that there's groups of people who really don't want anything to do with spice like this is a former mandalorian this is someone who probably did a fair amount of bounty hunting uh and not necessarily reputable things to make money Mm -hmm. so the fact that he takes something that's worth more money than his entire town that he protects and just dumps it over. It says so much. Yeah. He, yeah. He, and he, even, even I let's, let's, let's dive into the, the scenes later in the episode with Cobb Vanth as well, since we're, we're, yeah. we're on this topic and, you know, even, even later, you know, he, the Mandalorian tries to hire him to help Boba Fett. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, he kind of, he wants to help Boba, but not. He does, he's like, what's in so, it for us, you know? Right. Um, so, so I'll 
before we go too deep into this, I want to say, because uh, this is, I think, the only real point to interject it. Mm-hmm. I felt like that scene should have been a Boba Fett scene. I understand why it is. Yeah. I, so I, I get that the Mandalorian's one who has a relationship with Cobb Vanth. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have seen um, uh, Boba Fett doing the, like, hey, I need allies. I'm going to go ahead and find allies. Um, it felt like a scene that, even though they don't have the relationship, I would have loved to have seen Boba making the case of, like, hey, this is this is our planet. We care about it. We should work together on this. Uh, and I, I get having the Mandalorian do it. it. And it obviously goes with the rest of the episodes we'll talk about. Um, but I do think that was a little bit of a missed opportunity to let Boba have a little agency. Um and yeah, you know, trying to put the team together. Yeah, I mean, we even, I mean, I, I think it would have added a, a well, I think that would have been great for two reasons. One, it is Boba Fett's show. And so having the Mandalorian do it and basically relegating Boba Fett to standing around in a briefing uh, where they decided they need to hire some more people um, mm-hmm. was, um, you know, I think it, it's, it's a little weird that the Mandalorian then goes off, even if he does have, have the relationship. But to your point also, um, you know, Boba took the armor from Cobb Vanth, basically. Uh, you know, because Cobb had Boba's yeah. armor. Yes, he bought him off the the Jawas, right? He had Boba's armor, and we even get a reference to that in this episode. And yeah. So seeing yeah. like Boba ha- kind of asking for help after taking the armor would have added a really interesting dynamic. Uh, I didn't even think about that. That would have been really cool. Yeah. Um, that would have been funny. Yeah. <laughs> See, well, this is why I really hope that it's not just a limited series that has only one more episode because they could be setting up Boba to again be someone who has moved into more of this strategic mastermind type of role. Like mm-hmm. think of the mm-hmm. character of Thrawn, for example. Like he'll go and do stuff himself sometimes when he needs to, but typically he's getting other people to do it for him. Right. Um and so that's kind of the role that I mm. see Boba having moved into or trying to move into. Uh, but if that's the case, I don't think it's been showcased clearly. Mm. So I, in, in a lot of ways, not just selfishly because I love Star Wars and I want to see more of it, I think that we could really benefit from seeing who Boba really is uh, behind all of this. Because so far... We've seen him a lot with the Tuscans, but who is he like post Tuscans? What is what does he want? Why does he want to take over like this this dynasty? Like what's hmm. his end goal besides just uh well I guess I'm gonna take this because there's a power vacuum. Right. right. And we only get one more episode with that in this season. So, you know, to your point, I, I hope we do see more because like I I was excited that we're like, okay, we're 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 the, the flashbacks were cool. Uh, yeah. but now we get to see more of Boba in the present and then it's like, okay, now here's two episodes of the Mandalorian. And so we're mm. not getting to see that Boba in the present. And so like, I do hope we yeah. get more of Boba in the present. I, I guess we'll see how much they ground they can cover in the, in the season slash series finale. But the, the one thing I'd like to see is the way he's setting himself up. I'd like to see him be like the Godfather with all the families underneath him, because that's how He's presenting himself. It's like, look, you know, you guys are all going to work under me because I'm going to make sure all this is being done. And okay, so he's got his he's got his lieutenant, which, you know, is is Fennec Shan. He's got basically his his goons, if you want to look at it that way from from that perspective. But he still has the crime families that are staying out of it. 
So I'd like to see him become that quote unquote godfather part. And that's going to be kind of difficult to have it established in this last episode that fast. Yeah, like much less what I want to see as well, which is why? Like, yeah. why does he care about Tatooine? Yes. Why does why? he want this role? He has said that he wants to make things better than like what the Pikes would do. But right. why? Well, like, why does he care about that? Right. right. More more than just like, a, well, I, I don't like how people like Jabba have run this in the past. And I think we can do a better yeah. job. Like, okay, great. But like, let's give us some but more. But then why yeah. Tatooine? Like, right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, so I guess I will, we'll see. I, uh, you know, I, I did really like though that, uh, a small note for, for big fans like, like us, um, I loved how they finally addressed the, and kind of retconned the name of the town to line up with the aftermath books. Did you guys catch mm. that? So they're like, Oh no, it's yes. free town now. And I'm like, ah, that explains why it was Mel- Mas Pelgo previously. <laughs> eh, it probably made Chuck Windig happy. Uh, I, I saw he was he was still he was obsessed upset I guess that uh, they didn't credit him in the show which like come on you know, they don't credit Timothy Zahn and you know for in the show for coming with Ron and Rebels for example it's, yeah it's fine it's a, you're working in a shared universe they can't credit every single person who ever contributed to every character you know nope no they can't uh yeah but so, go ahead well I guess. That one of one of my favorite moments it was after the Mandalorian leaves, and we get the. Uh, oh, did the, one? We, did we want to go there already? Let's do it. Let's let's let's, let's, well. let's, okay. let's finish right. it let's up. Let's run through right. the content, and then we'll go right. to the 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 other half of the episode. Um, <laughs> I, I I Bethy, I what, what did you think? Like, did you what did you think when you saw this stranger coming out of the desert? What what was your first thought? Uh. Well, it might be slightly too colorful for this podcast, so I'll <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll tone it down. But th- there is half a second or less, and I was like, oh, my God, that's Cat Bane. That has mm-hmm. to be Cat That is for sure Cat Bane. And I just sat there very silent and, like, still because I didn't want to spoil it because I was watching it with my husband. And so I wanted <laughs> to, like, that reveal to happen because I, mm-hmm. I knew that it would, like, zoom in. But, yeah, this... It, it was just like half a second. As soon as I could see like one stride in the shape of the hat, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, they didn't. They did. <laughs> <laughs> see, I was when I saw the hat, I I couldn't quite tell at first. I was like, I, I thought there was a chance that Dave Filoni had managed to bring Embo into live action as well. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. I I like I had kind of forgotten about Cad Bane for a month. I was like, he, Dave Filoni did it. He found a way. It is Embo, right? That's how you, yeah, yeah, I remember you forget about it. Like, Cad, uh, Cad I, just, I couldn't remember if it was Ember, Embo. What? It's been a while. But it, it just that would less mainstream, certainly, than although not the Cad Bane is mainstream. Uh, right. but another like Dave Filoni favorite that I could absolutely see him trying to bring back into the live action yeah. universe. And I bet mm-hmm. you we don't we see it at some point. Oh, and that would be I, cool. That would be cool. The the thing that when I saw that, I just what came to mind. Yes, it's Cad Bane, but the first thing is like, oh my god, it's like a Clint Eastwood movie, where <laughs> yes. the man with no name is walking out of the desert, just coming to a town that needs help. But then all of a sudden, you're like, oh my god, he went there, and not just go there, 
that was Corey Burton doing the voice. It was. And mm-hmm. that was just the most amazing thing. My only one complaint, he didn't have the toothpick. But that's minor. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I was, my mouth hit the floor when I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Like like you, Bethany, when, when a second or two after the, you know, Cad Bane started walking out of the desert, he was still far away. You couldn't really make, make him out. Like, wait. Is that that couldn't be? And I, I I wasn't as yeah. good as you. I I you know I was watching with my wife. I was like, wait, is that is that Cad Bane? That's gotta be Cad Bane. Oh my gosh, it's mm-hmm. Cad Bane. We're finally seeing him in live action. Oh, he's yeah. listeners know he's one of my favorite Clone Wars characters up there with like Ahsoka and everything. And and so like getting Cad Bane in live action was such a cool moment. And the fact that he's gonna be a big clearly I'm assuming a big antagonist in the finale. Mm-hmm. Um. And that whole standoff, like you said, Tom, that Western style, ooh, it was good. It it was it was so well done. I, I have to say, I feel sorry for the deputy, but you know, yeah. he did that shoot was, the sheriff. That was his he, fault. The deputy yeah, but, jumped on that. He, I, I'm sorry, but but yeah, I mean, it, he he did shoot the deputy. He shot the sheriff first, but um, just just that whole standoff, just. The looks, the intensity, just how it was done, it just built it up to where everything just split second done over. Yeah. Just amazing. I Just great. And it's such a great, like, in retrospect or, you know, I guess hindsight, it's such a great character to introduce here as well. Like, yes. we have, he's got history with Fennec Shand, as we know from The Bad Batch, which we, you know, is fairly recent uh, in terms of Star Wars television. And we... Uh, more of a, a deep cut, I suppose, but we know that like there was at one point uh, a Clone Wars episode with Cad Bane and a young Boba Fett, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. I have to wonder how much of that is going to be playing a role in our in the finale, right? Because we they yeah. we don't know for sure if they know each other, but like they have to, right? They I I would imagine they have to, and that's that's where I'm like. I would love to see a stinger at the end of this episode that shows with this, they could somehow squeak out a limited season two series out of this. They introduced one of the greatest, well, within the Star Wars universe, one of the greatest other bounty hunters that we have ever seen that is Mm. so ruthless. It would be a shame to have him for an episode and a half or an episode and a quarter or an episode of three quarters. So, yeah, I mean, I, I hope they don't kill him off in the next episode, too, because he's, he's clearly going to be the next the main yeah. antagonist. He is 68, you know, uh, now in this time period. Um, he's, he's relatively old. I, don't, I guess we don't know how old. he doesn't look a day over 50. OK, he looked great to me. <laughs> but well, I was. Yeah, I was also just sitting here and it dawned on me, like, maybe there isn't going to be a Boba Fett season two because the Mandalorian is essentially working with Boba Fett now. Like that could essentially continue that time frame, but from the Mandalorian's perspective. Yeah, that's true. It could, in in which case the book of Boba Fett is almost just how Boba Fett got out of the Sarlacc and how he's kind of in charge of Tatooine now. And that's about it. You know? Yeah. It's, is it basically like a pseudo partial origin story for a character? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, then think it weaves it, back into the Mandalorian. It'd be kind of the, uh, if you think about Sid from the Bad Batch, it's let's get a couple of episodes, talk about how Sid became, you know, the one of the 
major players on Ord Mantel. Mm -hmm. And then after we've established that, then we cut back to the Bad Batch as they work for her. Yeah. You know, type of thing. Right. Although like, in that case, I kind of wish they'd just been branded like a offshoot of the Mandalorian just for those four episodes or whatever, and then gone back to the Mandalorian to finish it. Mm -hmm. uh, but, oh, oh well. But yeah. anyway, Cad Bane, though, so cool. Uh, I, I mean, he... He looked a little bit different. I thought they did a pretty good job overall with his his translation into from from animation to live action. Mm -hmm. You know, um, uh, yeah. I would say he's like eighty five percent perfect. You know, it's like he had he, he the silhouette everything is pure Cad Bane. The you know his face looked a little off, but I suspect that's because they tried to get a human in a mask. And in animation, his face is too tall. Mm -hmm. uh, yep probably for yeah. his mouth and so that's probably just a, a, a limitation of filmmaking there um but oh i'm so excited to have cad bane back and he's such a cool character but and oh. you you have to look at it worked though it wasn't anything to sit there and say oh my god no it worked great yeah you know? it was and especially especially the cory burton voice and and just i think i think there was just a little um I'd say probably a little bit older to the Cad Bane character, but it was still dead on Cad Bane. Mm -hmm. Just amazing. Except for the toothpick, but amazing. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. And Should be the tagline of I mean, today's show is except for the toothpick. Except, except for the toothpick. toothpick. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, after he shot the uh, deputy, you, after he shot the deputy, he could have easily flicked the toothpick. You don't understand. See, we're going to finish up the next episode. Cad Bane will get shot. You'll think he's down and out. And then the post credit scene <laughs> is going to be a blue hand reaching for a toothpick with Corey Birdman like uh, round one's over, but the battle's to come. I don't know. Something. Yeah. Something cool. No, I get Cad it. Bane, I get it. Of course, it's going to be cool. Yeah. I get it. And again, I, I, I'm I so happy they brought back Corey Burton to voice yeah. him because he's such a distinctive mm -hmm. voice. And yeah. sometimes they do that. And they bring back the the you know the original voice actor um, to either just voice or play the character. Same thing with uh, Katie Sackhoff and Bo-Katan. Other times, look with Ahsoka, we've seen them cast a different actress, and mm -hmm. you know I still miss Ashley Eckstein in the role. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm so glad we have Corey Burton. But I, I think I think when it comes to Ahsoka and 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 the Rosario Dawson, I think I remember when she was recast. I. I like how she portrays the character, but I also like how she's definitely older at this point. Mm -hmm. She's more reserved and very surprising that she popped up in this episode. Um, and it, it kind of worked. Cause I also mentioned that I'd like to see what she's going to do with the character. So then the series is going to show yeah. how she carries the character on from Ashley Eckstein. Yeah. The Ahsoka series. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree. Um, so we know that <clears throat> Cad Bane is working with the Pike syndicate in this case. Um, mm -hmm. and he basically tells the town a hey, don't do not fight in this fight, uh, or, or else and he tries to get Cobb Vanth to, to even, um, uh, he tries to pay Cobb Vanth to not help Boba and, and the Mandalorian. Uh, and again, kind of goes back to our conversation earlier. Cobb Vanth was like, yeah, no way. Right. <laughs> or, or right. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to help my friends. Uh, as much as possible, at least he's going to try to talk to the villagers. Um, and then we see that that pr pretty surprising sequence near the end of the episode where Garza Whip's sanctuary just gets obliterated in that explosion. 
what what do you guys think the like is going to happen in the series in the season finale with the Pikes? Like they're they're clearly um, trying to maintain their territory. I'm looking forward to seeing a knockdown drag out fight with jetpacks and rocket boots and yeah. I I want to see the big whatever the pikes happen, pikes gonna happen. That's great finding dandy. You know, uh Black Chrysanthemum is gonna sit there and rip off a couple arms. But I wanna see Boba Fett use the jet jetpack. I wanna see um um Cad Bane use his boats, and I wanna see Phoenix Shan, just all three of them, just a knockdown drag out fight. And a rancor. That's that would be so cool. Oh, the rancor, I think somewhere, and I've said this before, you call attention to something, you better use it. Boba Fett will be on the back of that rancor writing it. Because he did say, I have ridden bigger beasts. Oh, he yeah. wants to ride this one. So that's what I want to see. And then maybe a couple pikes will be eaten. We'll see. You know, but hey. <laughs> Bethany, is there anything you, you're hoping for in the finale? I think that it's that some sort of reckoning will occur between the Pikes and Boba Fett, but I don't know how final it will be because again, they all seem to be playing chess here. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think whatever we see in the next episode, it won't be the end of the Pikes. Like the Pikes syndicate is too powerful that even yep. if they manage to wipe out the Pikes current presence uh, or send them running, uh, that they'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. I have trouble picturing, uh, like, just because we've spent so much time not with Boba Fett, I hope they're able to kind of deliver a suitably uh, grandiose finale here, or at least build it up big enough that we get a season two that, you know, goes into more detail with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and in, in like, yeah. last we saw Maul was leading <laughs> the Shadow Collective, which the Pike Syndicate is a part of, so... Could Maul show up? I mean, at this point, I don't know. Nothing's off the table, you know. I think anything's fair <laughs> game going forward. Yeah, Ma Maul is done at this point, right? Are we going to see Maul brought back for a maybe? I, I mean, he should time? he should third? be dead, but um, yeah, because like you're right, Obi Wan kills him on Tatooine, so I don't think we'll see Maul. But I, I wonder if the the um, the the institution he set up right will and will bring yeah. in other major players maybe a well, an apprentice of some kind that he met from I, I don't know I'm trying to come up with a good analogy and it's been a while since I've seen Solo but that's okay well <laughs> yeah. but but then again it gets back to I think what about Kira yeah everybody is like that that could be the the wild card out there that if she's now part of that syndicate Maul's gone. The Pikes are part of it. If she's running it, nothing states Kira can't be part of this and just all of a sudden show up out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's kind of like a, a meme that I saw earlier on Instagram where uh, someone had their arms raised to the heavens where a heavenly light was shining down. And it was like Star Wars fans to Dave Filoni in an episode <laughs> that brings you Luke Grogu, Boba Fett, Cad Bane, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And so I, I do feel like Dave Filoni has, like, loves bringing, pulling in the threads, mm -hmm. like tying right. up the loose ends and following all of the different storylines. And I really love that about his storytelling style. Mm -hmm. And that gets back to when I mentioned at the top of the episode, 
you could so tell this was a Dave Filoni episode. Yeah, he he was bringing oh, yeah. in the big guns yeah. for the for this episode, and that actually that's that's actually a perfect segue, Bethany, because you know we we've been talking about you know uh, uh, Cobb Vanth and Cad Bane and and that sort of thing, but the bulk of this episode was on something I don't know if I ever thought we'd actually see. And that's Luke's Jedi Academy, you know, the, or the early stages the of early, it. early stages. Uh, and I know, ugh, like, yeah, it was amazing. And Ahsoka, you know, we got Luke, we got Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. I never thought we'd see them on screen together, let alone like, you know, for that long. It was like two thirds of an yeah. episode of Luke Skywalker training Grogu, you know, right. with yeah. Ahsoka uh, and Cad Bane showing up later. It's amazing. I, what did you all think? The thing that got me was the actual interaction between Ahsoka and Luke. That was the one. And also and also the little crack, she says, so much like your father. Mm-hmm. That was like, wow. <laughs> so I, I I enjoyed it. So anybody else's thoughts on this part? I'll say, I, so when, just the way they set it up is, you know, the Mandalorian arrives on the planet. He goes looking and it, We'll get into the actual discussions in a moment, but there's the, he talks with Ahsoka, and then he makes a choice to leave. And I was like, oh, that like I I really appreciate what they're doing here. They're letting from the perspective of the Mandalorian, we're gonna get to see Luke and Grogu, and then we'll go back to the you know everything else that's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we cut away from the Mandalorian to D- Luke and Grogu for a very solid chunk of the episode, like probably 15, 20 minutes of just training between them. Yeah, it is um, not what I expected to get. Honestly, I wasn't sure we were ever going to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still not sure we got it, but like, wow. Oh, sorry, you're just not sure as in like, it's still hard to well, believe I, or yes, it's not what you, know, you wanted? Or... A, uh, that's a different different <laughs> issue. But in this case, I mean, it's a, I'm still kind of a little bit in shock that we actually got this as uh, effectively a side thing. Like, mm-hmm. If you told me or they announced that they were doing a Luke's Luke's Jedi Academy TV series, I would believe it. If you told me we were getting uh, a young Kylo Ren series, I would believe it. I was not expecting to get a Jedi Academy pilot effectively, mm-hmm. or not maybe not pilot, but like um, introduction in an episode of The Book of Boba Fett. Completely out of left Just, field. Yeah. No, no, not even left field. We are in the soccer field. Like, we're in a different game right now. Exactly. That's how out there it was. The Yeah, like, you know, I always assumed that if we would ever see this, you know, it, it, it was the only way we would see this was going to be an animation, right? That That's always well, what I assumed. The only way... The only way they would ever show us Luke and his academy was going to be an animation because... Mark Hamill's too old, right? Uh-huh. And they could they could recast it, but you know the it just gets uh, it gets a lot more challenging to show Luke training Jedi in right in, in live action, and n- we didn't get it in animation. We got it in live action, and yes, at the end of season two of The Mandalorian, we did see Luke briefly, right? But that can be excused away by, you know, okay, yeah, they, they spent a lot of money to get, you know, to to make Luke look as and sound as good as he did mm-hmm. for a brief period, but that's expensive to do. There's no way they could do it for an extended period. And my goodness, they did it for an extended period. Yeah, <laughs> it they was, did. It was amazing. Yeah. 
yeah. don't know. Yeah. It's, I it never is. thought we'd, we'd see that. But I, I think when it comes to like a Jedi Academy thing, what would have made sense is something like that would have been in the Ahsoka series, not here, which I agree. But also, it's funny because it would fit in the Mandalorian, which we've all been saying this is the book of Boba Fett that we got a Mandalorian episode. And that also would fit there because Mando still has that attachment to Grogu. Yeah. Which is which is still great because as we found out in this episode, Grogu still has the attachment to the Mando. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like this is really the chapter of Boba Fett within like the book of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yes. So. There you go. Yeah. But- yeah. But uh I, I don't know. I like to see Luke like in his element training. Mm-hmm. I think in some ways it actually fits here because I don't know that we're going to see Grogu choose the lightsaber. Like, Mm -hmm. I personally think he's going to go with the Mandalorian. So I think we're going to see Luke as a very inexperienced teacher lose his first student. Yep. It's going to hit him hard. Yeah. And I think in some ways that's actually a better, like, learning moment for him Mm -hmm. outside of an Ahsoka series. Like, the Jedi Academy is being built right now. Like, we Mm -hmm. saw the beginnings of it. Um, uh, and, and man, did it look like, um, Skellig Michael, yeah. <laughs> just, just going to throw that out there. Like, but, uh, yeah. So I, I think this is actually fitting because I think we're going to see Luke as kind of a younger teacher. Like he's way more mature and grown up, uh, than we saw him in a new hope or empire mm-hmm. strikes back or even the beginning of Jedi, but he's still, young he still doesn't have that much experience he didn't have the entirety of like a jedi academy himself to grow up in uh he didn't get that much time with his masters for training so when he says things like is that all you got to Mm -hmm. sort of like a toddler equivalent (laughs) you know i i I, i'm like i love luke i love seeing him teach he's clearly passionate about it but you also see him struggle uh, and I think that's that's very apt because that's where Luke is at mm-hmm. at this stage in his life. And, and I think so. in this case, it would have been it would have been cool to see Ahsoka kind of give a little bit more of the training to Luke, which, you know, that's not going to happen. But it's also one of the things in which I really feel watching this episode where he's got Grogu in front of him. And he's got the two things saying you have to decide which one you want. You either get the lightsaber or you get the gift from the Mando. But realize if you go this way with the Mando, it's an attachment and it's this, that, and the other thing. It's like part of me thinks, don't you think you're almost going to start repeating a little bit of a mistake from the past? Yeah. And, yeah. I was and, thinking and I, that. Yeah. And, and I'm like, you know, the, the attachment thing. This is the one thing that I really wish when it comes to Legends. Because I was talking to, to a friend of mine today about this. That – you do want to see the attachment. You want to see something where it's like, you know what? Let's learn from the past. This didn't work this time. Let's kind of move this forward and let's try the let's okay, it's not gonna happen, but let's bring in Mira Jade. Let's bring in that thing. Let's let's try this to kind of change the Jedi a bit to where they don't lose their way. They don't become arrogant and they don't basically get their butts kicked again. So so I think we might be seeing that occur with Ahsoka. Like there's a reason. Ahsoka won't train Grogu. There's a reason why, presumably, it doesn't seem like she's interested in becoming a Jedi with Luke or teaching mm-hmm. at his academy. Right. She is watching Luke with this sort of 
knowing expression of like, like I think both Luke and Grogu are going to grow from this experience, but I don't think it's going to go the way that Luke wants it to go. Right. There's, uh, there's so many pieces that I agree with and wish like we could spend a whole episode <laughs> teasing it out. Oh, we absolutely I, could. Oh I'll yeah. Say, the the thing I think I'll add here is I think this episode and you I have a feeling you're all gonna disagree with me, which is fine. I think this episode would have been significantly better if it didn't involve Grogu. Because I think Luke is the inexperienced teacher is a super fascinating thing to explore. Right. And it is completely lost when the person he's teaching has zero capability to interact and respond. Exactly. I'm going to let you finish your thought because I think I know exactly. That, that I, is, I have something to go that with. That is the thought. It's, that I, is the thought? I really, there were so many times where I was like, oh, this, like, you know, you're pushing him in a way that I don't think, like, even just the lightsaber versus uh, the, you know, the Mandalorian armor. Right. Um, which also is a side note, and this will be my one quip on it, I'll say, is like, I, I was a little frustrated by Luke's approach here, given that, like, Luke of yes. all of the Jedi is the one who understands the value of attachment. Yes. Attachment is what brought like his father back to him. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so having him kind of dogmatically reject it and kind of follow in the same footsteps felt uh, a little frustrating. And I think, and I hope what we're going to see is that uh, this is Luke, you know, he's he's got all the books that he's found fr- from the ancient mm-hmm. order, you know, but he doesn't understand it yet. And it's right. going to take time to understand it and why it's important and what is worth keeping and what is worth destroying. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know from Last Jedi that, you know, even then he didn't have it perfect. Yeah. But just the fact that, you know, Luke is someone who's not supposed to deal in attachments or is proclaiming about not dealing attachments is going to train his nephew uh, already kind of puts that to the test, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I think it would have been so much more fascinating if we had a character that could respond to him and challenge him and express uh, frustration or anger or pushback or, you know, joy in learning that right. Grogu just isn't ever going to get, at least not in the iteration of him that we see today. And, so that and was, I, no, finish yeah, it. That was, uh, that was my frustration, I think, with this sequence. Like, my biggest one is it just, I would have loved to have seen, you know, Grogu, like imagine a character like Luke's telling him about, you know, attachment is dangerous. Well, why didn't like, why is it dangerous? You haven't like, you're telling me these things. You're pushing me to do things. That seems kind of like a jerk move, by the way. Right. You're making me carry you. Like think about how much of the uh, Luke's training is this embodiment in this uh, interaction between Yoda and Luke and this frustration and bonding between them. Mm -hmm. None of that can happen with Grogu. Right. Or it can happen, but it's significantly diminished because Grogu can't talk. He is limited to the emotions of, you know, a puppet, effectively. A very right. good puppet, don't get me wrong. But, right. um, yeah, anyway. So, box rank complete. <laughs> no, it's okay. But but I think I think I can add to that because the other thing that, little, that was a little frustrating was when Luke is trying to explain to Grogu about the attachment aspect, an adult could understand when Luke says, for you, it's, and I'm going to paraphrase this, for you, it's a blink of an eye. But for the person you're going to be attached to, it's a lifetime. Basically, you're telling this child that you are going to be growing up a lot slower than the person that you're attached to. And that person at one point is going to basically die. But you're still going to be around because your lifetime is a lot longer than the attachment that you're at. And you're talking to a, a, a basically a toddler that can't understand that yet. Or can he? Because he's able to use the force and do flips and... You know, 
It's we talked yeah. about this in season two of The Mandalorian, but like Grogu's age is also kind of inconsistent. It varies depending on what they need him to do in any given episode. But right. yes. And and you also have to wonder how much of that is the trauma of clearly what happened in his mm. earlier years, because mm-hmm. if you have someone who acts like a toddler-ish most of the time, but then clearly has moments when he has to be of being more cognizant and a bit more grown up, more like a, a like a teenager, like someone who can right. think and process. Um, and so you have uh, this version of Luke, who is a very inexperienced teacher, trying to teach like a, what, 70-something-year-old toddler who has a decent amount of force training, apparently, right. can mm-hmm. do things like destroy the training droid but also really struggles and is also clearly reticent to fully embrace the training so like what what do you do like i that experience Mm -hmm. must be very difficult for luke as well Mm -hmm. because i would have no idea how to handle like trying to teach or train someone uh and it would be a very trial and error method Mm -hmm. and we just don't have time to see that trial and error really play out. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, even, you know, Luke himself hasn't had that much training. You know, he had a very short time with Obi-Wan. He had a very short time with Yoda. Uh, and you know, he leaves and he comes back and Yoda basically dies. And so he has not even had that much formal training. He then goes and, you know, does a bunch of, you know, he searches the galaxy for information about the Jedi. I'm sure he found a bunch of textbooks and he's probably trying to follow him to the letter um, not necessarily like you were saying earlier, Stephen, thinking about the, you know, okay, maybe this isn't the best way to have, have approached it. Um, and, you know, and then on top of all of that, he's got this Padawan who, you know, we, we now learn in this episode, Grogu was at the Jedi temple during order 66. He has all of this knowledge, all of this training, um, but it's suppressed in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, side note, I would love to under, find out like more. How did he survive Order sixty six? What happened there? You yeah. know, like oh, right. That well, sounds there... so cool. But he suppressed all of this, all of this knowledge, and so now, you know, is it like, was he? Um, I, I almost wonder. Did he almost like try to retreat inside inside himself more, and maybe almost? act more like a a toddler and try to forget his past life. I don't know. know? Yeah. So like, that's exactly what, what I was driving at. And in some ways I'm beginning to think that like the Disney plus shows are all meant to be watched together because they're starting to interweave so much Mm -hmm. that I don't really think you can only watch one show and really get a full picture. Like imagine not watching the book of Boba Fett and then jumping into next season's Mandalorian. Good luck. Right. You know? Yeah, good, luck. good luck. Yeah. No, it's exactly, yeah. it's exactly it. Do, what do you so, think will so happen the, now that he has his memories back? Like, will, because Luke helped him uh, get some or but, all of his memories. Will he change at all or be different? But that's the thing. How much of the memories did he get back? Because you really didn't get any kind of answer after that. But the fascinating thing was, and, and this is this is a theory that's out there. 
did you supposedly notice one of the hallway doors within the temple of the 501st coming forward that there was the markings of Barris Ophi on the door? I, I missed that. I yeah. did not see that either. That's cool. Yeah, I missed was, that too. It was over to the right. I had to go back and was the second time because it basically, you know, everything on the internet is, is true, but <laughs> somebody found it on the internet and it's on a doorway to the right where you see the markings of Barris that, that what she has on her forehead. Or the nose, the the four triangle marking. So there is the quote unquote theory out there. And also somebody did post a video of Dave Filoni at some conference saying that he has plans for Barisofi. Hmm. So not saying and not reading tea leaves or anything like that, but it's it's a fascinating thing, like I've always said. If you call attention to something, you better use it. So this would be a fascinating thing to where if somebody caught this and that was there for yeah. a reason on a door. Yeah. Let's see what Dave does. Yeah. I was almost, it almost the, the Jedi almost looked like maybe Syndralic too. Um, I thought that too. Yeah. Not 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 sure, it. but I don't know. It's so many questions about Order sixty six there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, they left this so vague on purpose, and like how how much did they leave out because for three apparently jedi knights if not knights maybe a combination of a master knights and a senior mm. padawan or like you know the two that were in robes we really couldn't see them at all but for three pretty mature looking jedi it's a little weird that they only took down two troopers yeah. and then all three of them died so like how long had they been fighting for? How how long had they been trying to defend Grogu or perhaps a group of younglings? Yeah, I was gonna say the other thing that's interesting is all the shots on Grogu are very very tight mm -hmm. and they're uh, blur. It's not really blurred, but you know they got like the black blur yeah. on the edges. Yeah. Um, so we don't know who else was with Grogu. Uh, whether, as you said, it could have been more trainees, uh, could be more you know maybe apprentices or older Jedi. Um, yeah. yeah. I suspect we're not done with this part of the story, mm -hmm. and I don't know where we get it because I don't. I don't think it fits in Mandalorian, um, but maybe yeah. it does. I mean, I didn't think the Mandalorian. Well, I guess the Mandalorian kind of fit in Boba Fett, but I didn't think the Jedi Academy fit in the Book of Boba Fett. So <laughs> right. you know, it's not like <laughs> yeah, uh, the sense doesn't necessarily matter here anymore. Right? Yeah, that would have been the last thing I would have. I would have predicted. Um, the other, the, I also appreciated the, the fake out for a minute where Luke's talking to Grogu and says, hey, do you, you know, do you remember anyone speaking in riddles like Yoda used to? And he's like, you know, he says, do you remember anyone talking like that back home? Nice you know, uh, reference like, hey, does, does your, all of your species talk like this or is it just Yoda? Uh, and then, yeah. he, then he asks like, do you even remember back home? And and then we start to get that like fade into the flashback, you know, as, as he's helping Grogu remember. I'm like, oh, there's no way they're actually going to show us like their home planet, right? Or wherever they're from because we don't know. And then it shows the yeah. Jedi Temple. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's also awesome. But <laughs> yeah, that that is one thing I'm happy we did not see was yes. the home planet because I am still... I am still one of those to where I really don't want to know. I still would like to keep a mystery of some things. I know I said before when it came to Boba Fett back, 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 back years ago, I'd like to keep his backstory just a mystery. And then Dave Filoni comes along and actually gives you a backstory. You're like, okay, that's pretty cool. But I think in some cases 
you really don't need a backstory for a character. Just let the character be. And that way anybody else can make their own backstory. I really, it's probably going to come out at some point. Somebody's going to have to say, give him a planet, give it a name, do this. I would just rather keep it a mystery. Yeah. We don't even get a, the name of the, the planet that they're on for for Luke's Jedi Academy. You know, like they yeah. don't, so I yeah. appreciate that. You know, they don't, they don't name everything yet. Uh, yet. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it is cool to see, like, I, it's, it's, it's the early days of the Academy. But it's awesome to see how they're starting to build it, right? And it's all these, like, androids constructing. They're kind of creepy, but, you know, um, uh, it's just, it's it's neat to see the early days of the Jedi Academy. Again, something I never thought we would in a million years ever see. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And the, yeah. like, technically, I thought they did an incredible job bringing Luke back. You know, it, like... Sure, if you look really closely, you can kind you can kind of tell, right? But given you know the fact that Mark Hamill obviously can't play Luke at that age anymore, um, the fact that they were able to uh, uh, degenerate Luke's speech from a bunch of prior clips, you know, of uh, of Mark Hamill talking and like reading audiobooks and things, um, it's all fake. It's all computer generated. The fact that they were able to make bring Luke back using a similar technology they used at the end of season two. Actually, you remember that amazing deep fake someone did of Luke Skywalker after the mm-hmm. Mandalorian season two came out, they ended up hiring that guy. And I'm sure he probably worked on this scene. Uh, yep. Cause it looked so much better. It looked really good. <laughs> so good. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to make a bold, a bold take potentially. Uh, and I, so I agree. It looked significantly better. I think if we see Luke again, and especially if this is going to be a, a recurring thing, I really want them to recast Luke. Uh, not like it would, it hurts them a little bit, but I, I think in order to really do more with Luke than what we've got here, and I would love to see more of Luke because he's one of my mm-hmm. favorite characters, I think he needs an actor. You're not I, wrong. I don't want them to yeah. recast Luke, but at the same time, yeah. you know, I, I do feel like they're kind of pushing the bounds of what's possible with this technology. Right. So I don't know. I guess maybe they won't do. I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Bethany? It's, uh, I mean, I love what we've gotten, but I agree. If we have a show that predominantly showcases the Jedi Academy and Luke is, is one of the top several main characters, it's going to be really hard to like bring that show to to people who are newer to Star Wars. Uh, right. Because it, it's it's so much harder to identify with a digital uh, character that's made to look very human, um, especially when it's not animated. So, like when right. you when you strictly go with animation, you can play with all sorts of animation techniques to bring life and emotion to the character. But when it's a digital recreation of a human, it's a little less so. It's a little. Uh, void of feeling as compared with either a human or like pure animation. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yet I have no idea who I would cast as Luke Skywalker. Yeah. So. Yeah, that would be a difficult one. And I think, yeah. I, I think Favreau, when he did that special about, they were talking about all the deep fake stuff. I think he even said at one point it was kind of creepy on how realistic they could get. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of agree I I know everybody keeps pushing for Sebastian Stan to to be you know Luke Skywalker, uh, 
But I, I'm one of those to where it's like, you know what? If you're going to do something like this, get somebody who has absolutely nothing to do with the Marvel Universe or the Star Wars Universe. Get somebody to where, you know, just find somebody who's close enough. Because even in animation, we were able to, with Clone Wars, to buy off Obi-Wan and Anakin in an animation form compared to the actual realistic forms. We're able to buy off of that because you're not getting a literal one-to-one in animation. And I agree. You can't sit here and take a one-for-one real-life person and make that person look perfect from CG. So get an actor who is close enough in age to what Luke Skywalker would be at that time and just go to Mark Hamill and say, hey, and and I'm sure Mark Hamill would completely agree, but just let Mark Hamill buy off on it and say, you know what? He's close enough. That's perfect. And just let it go. Yeah, my perspective really is uh, it's almost backwards. I really want to see a Luke show, and I accept that yeah. in order to get a Luke show, he has to be recast. So yeah. I don't want to recast him, but the needs of what I want outweigh that need. <laughs> and yeah. there's, there's a more and, impactful yeah. plot there somewhere, but well, and that's why, Stephen. Part of me thinks that the reason we got the, this episode and we got luke with grogu rather than some other student even though some other student could have challenged luke more potentially i think the reason why we got that was because i don't think they want to recast luke even though they recast han for the solo movie Mm -hmm. i don't know i get like they are clearly doing everything they can to bring luke back as mark hamill uh, in this episode They, they did they moved mountains to make that possible and they did an incredible job I yeah. think. Um, Absolutely. But I think they realized if we're going to show Luke in live action, we can't do, they they probably don't want to do a whole series because uh, that would probably be either too costly or require recasting. But they do have this young child who is force sensitive and they could bring him to Luke and then he could then either stay with Luke off screen or return and leave Luke challenging luke in the process and 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 then at least we get to see that as fans and it's not like we've never gotten to see it and so that's my theory Mm. is that that this may be all the all we'll see of luke training jedi but at least we got to see some of it and they were able to do it through right we got to see the foundation of it Mm -hmm. and i think that's probably the best thing at this point but i do agree that he probably needed a different student than grogu to challenge him that he could actually interact with. Yeah. So, so here's, here's a question we're going to throw out here when it comes to the choice. Do you think that was cruel of Luke to do to Grogu? Or do you think that was a proper thing for him to do? Ooh, see, I don't think it's either. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think it was the best decision. But I don't think it was cruel. Um, I don't know that it was necessarily kind, exactly. But I think that that is more Luke being a younger, more dogmatic teacher. Like, falling into the old ways of the Jedi. Like, what he's learned, what he's read. Mm -hmm. uh, Than implementing life experience. Uh, like the fact that the the redemption of his father back to the light and essentially the saving of the galaxy, it, it came down in part to attachments. 
yeah, to, to throw back to earlier in the episode. So I think it's more Luke making mistakes, uh, possibly at the expense of Grogu, but not in a way that's in malicious or cruel. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you, Bethany. And I, part of me wonders if, you know, is it, is it truly as dogmatic as, oh, you shouldn't have attachments or is it, he's just worried that Grogu will not be able to focus on the training because he'll keep thinking of, it'll be hard to train and he'll keep thinking of the Mandalorian. Like, yes, he could have both. And I know we theorize, oh, will that Beskar chain mail help save him from Kylo's attack 22 years in the future? You know, um, yeah. he probably won't grow that much, you know, <laughs> in, the, in that time. <laughs> um, but yeah. giving him the choice was, is, uh, I think less about, oh, you can't have both and more like you really need to focus or you can leave. Like, I don't want to train you if your heart's not in it. I right. I can see that as well because we do see hesitancy in Grogu pretty much throughout the training process. Mm -hmm. Like as odd as he is by Luke, his heart does not seem to be in the training. Yeah. Agreed. And and also just how cool was it? Like they're all the obligatory training scenes, but we got to see them. You know, we get the kind of the size matters not moment when he's, you know, lifting up all the frogs yeah. instead of the X wing. Yeah, you know, we got the Grogu on on Luke's back going through the the bamboo forest and the forest theme and the training remote. It's like, yes, they're kind of checking off the boxes, but it was so cool to see. You know, it was and very see well Luke written. take that train that that te teacher role now finally. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's so I good. love seeing Luke the teacher. I really do. Oh. And, and I'm flashing back to all of my Jedi Academy book reading days. Yes, yes. <laughs> and of course, you know, don't try, do. It's Luke's, yeah. Luke's take on yeah. do or do not. <laughs> there is no try. Oh, yep. it's so good. It's all. And like getting to it see is. Grogu jumping around like Yoda, you know, from all on the rocks to dodge mm -hmm. the blast in the training remote. Like. It's it's really cool, and I'm very excited to see how. I'm I'm pretty sure, Grogu's gonna go back to the Mandalorian, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I so, think so. It sounds like I, we're I all probably it, in agreement of th with that. Uh, I, I think it was set up because of the way the Nebu fighter was designed. Because remember that <laughs> yeah. little that little part in the back is an air sealed bubble exactly. to where he can stick his head up and be extremely cute. That everybody's go, oh my god, this is gonna be great to see him flying around going. Bee! inside that bubble <laughs> also i was talking to my brother he, he noticed uh in the very beginning of the episode when you see the n1 and there's like it's like a panning shot but if you pause it just the right moment um you can see r2d2 which also so super awesome to see r2 um r2 is like perfectly positioned but in that bubble almost like he's in the n1 it's very brief because it's like a panning shot and so r2's kind of rotating oh, around the ship I but missed that. yeah it's a really cool little detail if you pause it at the right moment it looks like r2's like in the ship it's really it's cool <laughs> <laughs> oh, how fun! That is cool. um, yeah. But no, it was just, yeah. I I think he'll I think he'll go back. But I think th I think that's why Luke made him choose. But mm -hmm. I mean, Yoda's lightsaber. Seeing Yoda's lightsaber, I don't know where he got it. Yeah, that was so cool. Also, seeing Luke do his own lightsaber training while Grogu yeah. is doing yeah. the balancing. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just again. I know they're kind of checking off all the boxes, things that we've always wanted, but I, this might be our only option, our only time to see it. And so I'm just yeah, so happy. Yeah. 
within the book of Boba Fett, which is right. still so funny <laughs> to me. <laughs> Never would have predicted. Oh, um, I guess, so we didn't talk about this briefly. Mando, he comes, we're, 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 I think we're getting close to our review, final re- reviews, but Mando comes and he makes the decision to leave based on Ahsoka's advice. W- what did you all think of that? I such a great sequence because I, I just I love and I'll spell it out a little bit because I thought it was so good but like I just love that moment where Ahsoka's asking him like why why do you want to give this to him do you want to give it to him for you know Grogu's sake or are you doing this for your sake mm-hmm. and watching you know Din and have to make that make that choice and realize like nope the re he came here because he wanted to do it Right. But it's not about what's best for him. It's about what's best for Grogu. It was just a just a fantastic moment and a great character moment for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. Very. And it was it was really cool to see Ahsoka in a teacher role, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, like because I don't know how much we're gonna get her in that kind of role. So to to see her like take that, right. Yeah, and I think, you know, the Ahsoka series will probably be shortly after Rebels, and so that'll be, uh, you know, and she's also, she's no longer a Jedi, really. You know, she's given up yeah. being a Jedi, and right. so I think that's why she didn't want to train Grogu versus Luke. He He's mm. willing to train Grogu as, as a Jedi. Or has uh, she given up being a Jedi because she didn't agree with the way that Jedi did things of old, mm-hmm. and she sees yeah. that that's what Luke is doing right now? Yeah. I, I, I wonder, I yeah, will she too. share... Well, she talked to Luke and be like, hey, here's some of the flaws. Maybe you should rethink this yeah, in but, the future. Yeah, but if that, would, if that would be the case, then we wouldn't have had episodes seven, eight, and nine because probably everything would have been a hunky-dory and, <laughs> and he wouldn't have lost his you know, nephew. Maybe uh, so. Yeah, maybe, maybe Ahsoka was just like being like, this can either be a learning moment for him, big or small, but it'll be his. Yeah. Right. And he's going to have to own up to it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's just so much good. And like the fact that we're talking this much about like this is an episode that had you know Cadbane, Luke, Grogu, Ahsoka. We've hardly even touched on Ahsoka, you know, in all of this and mm-hmm. I that just shows you how big of an episode this was. I I never I thought forget. we'd get Luke and Ahsoka in Cl- one episode. I never Wars, thought we'd see Luke Final training. Yeah. Yes, you know. Yes. Like yeah, getting Luke training a Padawan that's already amazing. Seeing Grogu being trained, that's amazing. Seeing Luke mm-hmm. and Ahsoka in the same place, that's incredible. Seeing Cad Bane up here, right? And getting all of those in a single episode just is it's mind amazing. blowing experience, huh? Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. I never thought we'd get all of those things. Yeah. So, so are we up for our ratings? Because I know we've talked and talked and talked. <laughs> and we it. could keep talking oh yeah know, we could we could actually keep going with this oh well uh tom you want to go first yeah i think i'm gonna go first you know i am i i i put this down already i'm giving the sucker a 9.5 this when I, I i've said it at the beginning of the episode this was such a dave filoni episode so well written so many you can't call them Easter eggs because they were there for a reason. So I just really appreciated all of it. 
And there is so much that we probably could still talk about that we can't because we could go on for a couple hours. But I am definitely giving this a 9.5. And I'm going to be very nice to my 9.5 Womp Rats this time. The 9.5 Womp Rats actually were running those androids that were building the Jedi Academy. But the reason why there was a 0.5 is because he was actually the one was the foreman that was running them and he hit the wrong button and he got stepped on one of them when it was trying to move forward. So that's why it's a 0.5 or it would have been a 10. But yeah, my my 9.5 Womperats were actually running those androids building the academy. I can go next. So I, oh. I, I go, go next. Oh, go next. I was going to say Be- Bethany should go next, but it's it's between you guys. Do you want to go back? I just don't want to put you on the spot, Bethany. Let's go. Do it. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I I give this a solid nine out of ten. Womp Prats, uh, and just because it's it's a little weird to me to do point five, but I'm I just love this episode so much that I can't harm any Womp Rats. I can't do point five. Uh-huh. So the ninth Womp Rat is directing the other eight in singing the epic orchestral version of the Boba Fett theme song done by Samuel Kim music, <laughs> which you should totally listen to because it's amazing. And they're very happy Womp Rats. So, cool. <laughs> but yeah, this, this episode had it all as a Star Wars fan. Uh, so much great Star Wars goodness to be had. So many great character portrayals and updates, uh, a storyline that weaved in and out of multiple characters and multiple events going on. Um, and a storyline that really furthered the show too. Like I loved the episode prior to this one, but it was very much like a side quest episode. This, this episode was like multiple main quest side quests, if that makes sense, (laughs) because, because of the characters involved. Um, and so that was just, incredible to see i freaked out when i saw cad bane yeah nice uh okay i'll go um uh, this this episode was just fantastic i we got luke we got cad bane we got ahsoka we got grogu um it's everything i think fans have wanted as far as or, or everything that's doable at least right we've always wanted to see Luke training Jedi. Uh, and, you know, while it might be challenging to have it exactly what we've always wanted, this is probably as close as we're going to get. And it's amazing for, you know, mm. for what it is. And, and, you know, Grogu is such a great character to my, my, my wife. She was, she loves Grogu. And she said, I, she gave this up. She's like, I'd give this episode a 15 out of 10. This is amazing. <laughs> she loves, she was so excited. Um, but um, no, this this is so great, and I guess I don't know what else there is to say. I, I feel like I've been gushing about it this this whole time. Um, I guess except poor Max Rebo. I guess he died again. No, <laughs> uh, he was, we don't see him. No, He's we don't see there. him. Oh, he wasn't in there. No, I, I, I missed him. Uh, one of my favorite comments I saw was like, as soon as they showed a different band playing, I knew something bad was going to happen in there. <laughs> I missed that he wasn't oh in the band gosh. this time. I should go back and double check. You're right. Okay, yeah. so Max Rebo, Max well, Rebo lives. Yeah, again. well, the, the, the drummer, the drummer droid was the same. So that that I will, I will, you know, he he didn't make it, but oh, yeah, Max yeah. Rebo was not there. Uh, but oh man, I'm excited to see what they do and how they wrap this all up uh, next week. So uh, my 
my I'm gonna give it to actually ten Womp Rats because even though it's not a hundred percent perfect, it's everything I've ever dreamed of. And so I'll keep I'll keep ten. I'll give it ten Womp Rats. And um, these ten Womp Rats are were, they actually replaced Max Rebo in the band, and uh, sadly they did not make it. <laughs> no, <laughs> unfortunate. Steven, I think I that, that just, brings it's it just to you. Me. Yeah, yeah, you're so, up. This is it's it's a tough one to review in some ways because on the one hand there are things that frustrate me about the episode, but largely those aren't that's not it's not the fault of the episode or the writing or the directing. It's more of like the things that frustrate me about you know, the directions that Star Wars has taken sometimes manifest here. So I'm not going to review. I I can't review it based on those. I think I'm gonna have to give it a nine out of ten. Overall, an incredibly solid episode. I think my the only reason I really am taking points off, I think, is just I wish I wish we had gotten either another student or a different student than Grogu to interact with Luke. And I, mm-hmm. I just think it would have elevated and helped address some of the things that were I found frustrating about the, the direction and like the struggle that Luke is going through, just to give a little bit more context and a little bit more discussion. So it feels like a discussion instead of, you know, just watching kind of Luke go astray, if that makes sense. But overall, a really solid episode. Um, Again, one of those episodes where I look forward to looking back on it uh, in our season review and ask the question of, like, does this actually add anything to mm-hmm. uh, the Book of Boba Fett? Did it take away mm-hmm. from it? I think it adds more than the previous episode did. Um, we at least see Boba Fett in the Book of Boba Fett episode. So that, that's Correct. a start. <laughs> yes. He doesn't uh, talk, but he's in it. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's in it. it. It's a great cameo. Yes. Um, <laughs> that is a good yeah, way to look just, at it. It was a good cameo. Great OT Boba Fett. Also, yeah, what exactly. information did Boba learn in the in the in the uh, episode description? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'll I'll give it a nine out of ten. Um, and I think my nine Womp Rats. Well, you see, after Grogu inevitably leaves Luke, which by the way, we're gonna need to have a whole separate episode to discuss my concerns with that. But that's okay. <laughs> uh, Luke's gonna Luke is dejected. He's not he feels like a failure as a teacher. And that's when he gathers his second class or the first real class of students. Uh, he gathers nine womp rats who have shown some measure of force sensitivity <laughs> and and trains them. I love and that this. will be uh, like just imagine if you ever read like the Jedi Academy trilogy in Legends, just imagine that, but they're all womp rats. It's basically <laughs> the same thing. Oh, too funny. This is amazing. <laughs> I like all of this. So, so are all nine Womp Rats going to share Yoda's lightsaber? It is small enough. Uh, it's it's different. They'll each build their own lightsaber. One of them will be led astray by an ancient dead Sith Lord, you know. Another will get his own series that retcons him into the series as one of the students. Like, it's just, it's a, it's a great, it'll be great. Don't worry. Yeah, let's call Lucas and uh, see if we can get this one sold. Oh. That's great. I was thinking Kevin Anderson, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Kevin J. Anderson would be perfect. <laughs> the expanded Wampaverse. Oh, too funny. Oh, man. Well, so, the, William, what's, what's coming up next week? Well, it's the season slash, who knows, series finale of The Book of Boba Fett. It'll be chapter seven. We have just one episode to wrap up all of this. Will we see Grogu again? I'm guessing no. But maybe will we see the Rancor fight? Probably. Um, what will happen to Cad Vane? Will he survive? I hope so. Will I we see so. Boba Fett? TBD? <laughs> 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 We're just going to get a showdown between the Mandalorian and Cad Bane. And Dill's Cad Bane will be like, I was expecting someone else. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be amazing. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm excited, though, for like the... Um, 
the fact that like Fennec Shand is, is on one side and we've got Cad Bane on the other and they have lots of history uh, yeah. in the Bad Batch. Um, Boba Fett, of course, has history with Cad Bane. Cad Bane trained him. Uh, and so I am very, very excited to see what happens. And yep. Yeah. So... I just need them to announce that this is actually going to be a 10 episode series and just surprise all of us. Right. <laughs> That's what I need yeah. in my life. I mean, my original theory was that we were going to get to the end of the season. They're going to be like, oh, by the way, the Mandalorian starts next week. Um, but they kind of already done that I at wish. this point. <laughs> they, they, yeah. they, that was like last week. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. We shall see. We shall see. Well, Bethany, thank you so much for joining this. This is so much fun. This was great, this Bethany. Was fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me back. I always enjoy my time on Iron Cannon. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, anything you'd like to plug uh, before we close out? Uh, not, not. I'm gonna do a throwback instead of a plug. Oh, remember when this show oh. was We Talk Clones? How long ago was that? Oh, oh my god! Wow. Um, <laughs> I have literally lost count because I. We, we we must be the, the the old parts of the podcast world with the amount of years we've done this show because <laughs> I I can't I can't remember right we, now. we rebranded June 2014 so it's already been oh, eight years how has wow. it been eight years eight years gosh wow, wow. God yeah. time flies <laughs> that's I don't want to think about this that's when the Clone terrifying. Wars was over and we're like hey we there's no wow. more clones to talk about let's you know. <laughs> Wow, it's been, and then how many years before that? No, I don't want to go that far. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to go that far. I already feel old with you guys here. <laughs> but uh, Bethany, thank you for coming on. This was this has been outstanding. Oh yeah, yeah, I I love it. You guys are amazing. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Oh, thank you for you're a good Anytime. friend of the show. You've been coming on since the very beginning, almost. Yeah. So it's always a pleasure to have you back on. Yeah. Awesome. And we're we're excited to hear what you think of the end of the seasons. So we'll have to have you back on at some point. Uh, talk Maybe about the future Star Wars for... shows. We got we got a lot. We got the Bad Batch. We have Kenobi. We have yeah. Andor. Um, There's so much Andor. happening. Of course, and Mandalorian season three. So yeah. Ooh, I, wait, I have a question for you three hosts of this show. So uh -oh. if there are multiple Star Wars TV shows running at the same time, how are you going to label your episodes? <laughs> Great oh. question. Uh, <laughs> I think at this point we're going to be flipping a coin <laughs> and it's going to be like the best. Let's say out of three of them, if show two gets two heads and the other ones get tails, that's going to be the one that's going to be the lead. <laughs> no. If the other one gets, well, if it's two and two, then it's going to be a flip off between those so two. We do so, have precedence for this a little bit with uh, resistance we do. and resistance uh, and Mandalorian right. were going on at the same time. And uh, I think we put Mandalorian in front of that one. Yeah. But, um, but who knows, you know, if it was two major shows like that happening, maybe we'll do two different episodes uh we'll, we'll have to figure out that and well, how we scale or i'm yeah. hopefully they'll do just one at a time right now <laughs> back to back but to one at a time bethany you would have to make us on a sunday night think before <laughs> all three of us have to go back to work tomorrow <laughs> exactly uh, yeah. yeah i'm terrible that way <laughs> no that's okay I, well, I appreciate it because it's getting me back into the work mode which i'm like really this early <laughs> uh. Anyway, well, 
thank you again, Bethany, for coming on. Thank you, Bethany. Pleasure having you and chatting with you again. And we'll be back next week with our review of the Book of Boba Fett season finale. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. For over a decade, Ion Cannon has covered every corner of the saga, from the films and animated series like The Clone Wars and Rebels, to books, comics, games, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help this show grow within the Star Wars community. We can be found at our website, ioncannoncast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. To email us, you can do so at contact at ioncannoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, The Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.